0: Everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci
1: and Scott Jans.
0: This is episode 76 Loft Tech Technology Challenges Outdoor Enthusiasts to Live Ultralight.
1: We are now on Patreon.com. If you'd like to support Trust the Trail podcast, please check out patreon.com forward slash Trust the Trail. We would love for you to be a part of our outdoor backpacking community. Plus, you can receive our podcast early before it hits the world. Of course, another way to support us is by listening to Trust the Trail on Radio Public App. That's for both iOS and Android. So download it today and put Trust the Trail in your favorites and enjoy.
0: On this episode, we speak with President and CEO of Outdoor Vitals, Tayson Whitaker. Outdoor Vitals has developed a new synthetic technology named LoftTech, allowing you to pack Ultralight. Taysen shares how LoftTech is almost as comparable as Duck Down, but at a much lower cost to you. Is synthetic now as good as Down? And will the synthetic market soon change the game for everyone? We pose that question to Tayson and he answers.
1: Yeah. So thank you so much, uh, Tayson, for taking the time out of your day to talk with us. Uh, really super appreciate that. We are really excited to hear about some of the new technology that is coming down as far as synthetic and trying to replace some of the, the down sleeping bags that we all know from the past and get your take on it. Uh, so really super appreciate you uh, uh, taking the time. To, to talk to us. Um, so tell us a little bit about you, uh, Outdoor Vitals, and how you got started.
2: Yeah, yeah, so I, uh, I grew up in a really small town of about 7,000 people, and I just spent a lot of time outdoors. So I'm, I'm from southern Utah, um, rural Utah, and and uh, yeah, I just got to spend a lot of time outdoors. So grew up loving it. Um, and I also have, you know, a small passion for, for business. So um, I, you know, I was the guy that was knocking on your door trying to mow your lawn or or do things like that uh, as a kid. So um, when I got into college, I started to get more and more into backpacking. You know, I'd had that experience in backpacking um, through Boy Scouts, uh, through my own family and life experiences, but I started to get really interested in ultralight backpacking and going farther and, and seeing more and and simplifying a little bit. Um, and so I, I, as I started to get into that, I started to see a lot of discrepancies in the market where, um, I just felt like things were, were priced really, really high. They weren't, maybe they weren't affordable. Um, maybe they, I didn't feel like they were worth the price points. And so, um, as I was kind of getting more and more into this and, and, uh, and recognize some of these problems, um, or what I felt like were problems, at least for a, for a poor college age kid. Um, that's when I kind of realized, you know, if we did all of this online, we could take out that extra markup of, of the retail stores. And that would just make all of this premium high-end gear more affordable. And so that was kind of where the premise of of the business got started. Um, I, I definitely love designing gear. I've always kind of been that guy who, who love the tech specs, love to, to really analyze gear to try to make it better in different things. But, um, really the, the premise of the business was, you know, how can we, how can we make the outdoors more enjoyable for people that might not have the money or might not yet have the passion to invest into high, high end gear? Um, most of my life growing up, I had, you know, the, the gear that you could find at local, local retail shops, discount stores, mainly not like REIs, but like (laughs) steps below that. Right. And so um, had a lot of cold nights on the trail, had a lot of, (laughs) you know, uncomfortable backpacks, had a lot of different things like that. And I knew that this premium gear was that much better. Um, Somehow I still, you know, kept that love for the outdoors, but if I can, if I can help other people have more enjoyable outdoor experiences, then, then it's a win for us.
1: So, yeah, I guess it's almost a right to passage when you freeze outdoors for uh, a, f- <laughs> a few times. You know, you've really been out backpacking. It you've got to be cold at least once going out backpacking to understand how your gear works or doesn't work. So, uh, yeah, really appreciate that.
2: Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say that. Um, you know, you're you're talking about helping you know, a a community of people either just getting started or being able to way to find a more affordable, um, you know, way to get their hands on this like premium quality. Um, But I also see that you donate a dollar or 1% of your revenue to help those in other uh, developing countries. Um, How did that all start? And what is it? Who is it that you're supporting?
2: Yeah, that's that's a great question. So um, when I was about 19 years old, 20 years old, um, I left and went over to Malaysia as a volunteer uh, with our church. I'm, I'm part of the uh, LDS church. And so while I was over there, I got to spend a lot of time in in different stages of countries. I guess I spent some time in Singapore, some time in East Malaysia and West Malaysia. And I got to see uh you know just a lot of those needs that that especially people in like east malaysia had um you know a lot of them working six seven days a week just to just to buy their bags of rice and and to to make things happen and uh coming from the united states you know um we're blessed with a lot of things that people that, that suffer in the united states usually suffer on different levels and things so i always had that um you know i just I really connect with those people and love those people and and would love to help those people. Um, in fact, even, even our manufacturing overseas, a lot of people don't understand even this, but by manufacturing overseas in some of these places, um, we're changing their lives forever. Uh, some of the factory workers might, um, not get the chance to to further education as much as others, but their kids do. And in one generation, those kids go from maybe having nothing or, or not being able to get educations or anything like that to, um, to, to getting educations and to, and to be able to further their lives, uh, you know, their, their family and whatnot. But anyway, so I have a, I have a big, you know, I really love to help these people. Um, they might live over the seas or, or different places, but um, you know, they're one and the same and, and they're just like us. And so what we like to do is we like to take 1% of revenue and donate it um, to, to help these people. And one of the one of the places that we've donated and, and pretty much exclusively so far I've donated is through charity water. Um, and they, they support clean water projects. Um, so, so one thing that they've found through their research what not is that, um, clean water is, is really, really vital to, to one health in these areas, but also, um, if they have to spend too much time, you know, trying to obtain their water, it can affect education and other aspects. So right now we, uh, you know, we're, we're, mainly focused on anything that can be a long-term investment into these types of, of countries and, and areas of need. Um, and right now, uh, we've been investing through Charity Water.
1: Wow, that's, that's great. That's, a, that's yeah. really, really cool. If, you know, if I think of all the gear companies did that, we could help a lot of, a lot of young people overseas also. I think that's a great idea. think that's a, great idea. a lot about uh, your company and, and what you guys are doing. Uh, When I was going through your website, I loved, love this impact statement that you had. Uh, You said, outdoor vitals challenges outdoor enthusiasts to live ultralight. And I guess I love that so much is because that's, you know, I mean, the whole concept of our podcast is to you know, trust the trail, you know, you don't need a lot of gear out there. You don't need a lot of heavy gear. You don't need to, you know, pack the kitchen sink to, to be able to have a really good, safe, safe, time in the outdoors uh we believe less is more also so i I really connected with that statement and i just i don't see that very much i don't see the challenge out there a lot to say hey you know you don't need to bring everything to spend a week out uh backpacking uh so like how did you what what's the lightweight where did that come from for you for you
2: yeah so (laughs) I mean there's a it it affects so many things, so I'll kind of cover a couple of them, I guess, but, but really the lightweight factor um comes down to comfort to me. It boils down to comfort, but it comes down to comfort in a few different ways. Um, first off, you know, my first backpacking trips, you know, I had just really big, heavy, bulky packs. And when you have a big, heavy, bulky pack, um, it slows you down, it's uncomfortable, the straps wear on you. Um you maybe you know you're constantly adjusting it and, and and it creates an undesirable situation a lot of times the heavier and the more bulky that pack is but then two um, premium products those higher end products a lot of times are inherently lighter are inherently more compact and and the more so that they are um, lighter and more compact um, the easier it is to take the correct gear so take for instance uh, let's say you go to just your local discount store down the street and you buy a zero degree sleeping bag. Um, that bag could weigh anywhere from six to nine pounds and, you know, could fill up a, a 45 liter backpack on its own. Right. (laughs) But if you, if you have a premium of a product, let's say it is a down product and it has really lightweight fabrics and things like that, then you're looking at something smaller than a football or, or something for, for again, you know, zero degree bag, maybe you're more like a basketball, but, but the size difference there, um, allows you and and sometimes opens up options to, Hey, I do need a zero degree bag here and I can actually pack it versus other times. Let's say you are going with that synthetic bag. You're like, man, I can't fit that in my bag. It's impossible. I'm just going to have to be cold at night, you know? And so there's, there's, there's a lot of different things that I see where, where ultralight, um, fabrics, materials, products, um, make a difference, but, but also along with that, I also find that if my products are are smaller, lighter, easier to take, then I take them. Um, so, in my truck at all times, I, I'm going to have, you know, a jacket tucked behind the seat that's stuffed into its pocket. Let's say, or I'm going to have, um, and I usually keep a sleeping bag or two in there. And whether I'm at a sporting event or where I'm wherever I'm at, I can enjoy being outside better if I have it with me and sometimes just being smaller and more compact and light, I can put it in the trunk of my car and forget it's there until I need it again.
1: Yeah, I I think that's so true. And I think a lot of it comes with, you know, we, we, we live very close to the Appalachian trail. And so every year we see, uh, you know, people starting out and their average pack weight, even in today, even in 2018, their average pack weight tends to be about 37 pounds when they start out at, Amicalola and, uh, tackle that approach, uh, trail. But you know, it's, it's funny because then when we see them in Virginia, usually at uh, trail days on the Appalachian trail, they have all ditched their gear. And unfortunately they've all had to rebuy new lighter weight gear because they realized that, you know, they just didn't need that, that heavy gear. Even when I hiked it in 2003, I was pretty happy. I thought I was a lightweight backpacker and still with today's technology, you can get your pack weight pretty low and have really good quality gear without breaking the bank.
2: Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I think I I really like that that statue kind of threw out there of 37-pound packs. I mean, we definitely shoot for everyone to have under a 20-pound pack, but I've I've heard that, uh, you know, you start with with everything in the kitchen sink, and by the time they finish the AT, all they're carrying is a toothbrush.
1: Oh yeah, Yeah. (laughs) absolutely. And we've seen it many times. (laughs)
0: So, so, um, which kind of leads us into like, you know, Outdoor Vitals uh, really promotes and I believe that you have, you know, single-handedly developed um, what is called Loft Tech technology. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Loft Tech and um, how, how you came across it, what you did to get to that point and, and kind of now what products do you sell with that?
2: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So, so ever since I got started in this, um, I've definitely been a part of, of kind of that dilemma of synthetic versus down. And um, I think just, just being the person I am, I always wanted the best of both worlds and, and um, was always looking for that. So from day one, um, you know, getting started, we, we were on the hunt for, for something that could, be as close to down as we could, but not have any of the disadvantages of down. And, and for those of you who might not know, disadvantages of down really have just have to do with moisture. So um let's say somehow your bag gets tipped out of a canoe or or um gets rained on somehow and, and it it if it gets enough water on that down, it'll what's called wet out or collapse. And when it does that, um you know, it's, it's essentially worthless and it takes a long time for it to dry out as well. Um, so because of that potential downside, I I was always on the hunt for that. And so I met with a lot of companies, you know, I met with some of the, the really, really big names at at some of the big shows was always asking them, you know, what's new, what's coming down the pipeline, seeing what they were developing. And about a year ago, I came across, um, a company, they had this little tiny booth at, at the, uh, OR show. And, and uh, but they had a sample set out, and I and I saw that, and I said, "Man, what is that?" So I go over there and talk to him, and they were actually a, a machine company, and they were a machine company that was actually making a lot of the machinery for the big down uh, manufacturers in the industry, and they created this machine that was that was developing this synthetic that was a loose fill synthetic that was essentially an imitation down, um, but but made from you know hollow fiber synthetic. And so as I I got looking at that I, and talking with them. Um, it was just clear that they had made this machine. And they're like, we don't really want to sell this machine. We think this is so good that, that we, should, we should just sell the synthetic, the insulation itself, rather than keep selling these machines or or start to sell these machines to their current clients. And so I began to work with them at that point and do a lot of testing. And and uh, that's, that's really been a big extent for us is, is doing a lot of testing with them, providing feedback and, and tailoring things to make them work um, better. But, Um, this, this imitation down, I've compared it with, with everything I can find from big name providers and just everything I can find period on the market, bought jackets and and different things from, from other companies, cut them open, you know, compared installations compared, compared different things. And, and this stuff is, is truly amazing. And I think is, is the next generation. And so essentially right now where this is at is it's very comparable to about a 500 to a 550 fill power down, which is. On the lower end of the down Um, however you can get it wet and it stays lofted it's siliconized at the fiber level which means if it does get wet the water just drains out of the insulation and dries really really fast Um, but then but then it's got some of the pros of down of of being able to compress really really small it compresses like down um, it has that loft effect like down and it has some of those warmth benefits of down so Um, We initially launched this in a top quilt in the spring, and uh, it's done really, really well. I actually just recently uh, put on our YouTube channel, uh, we have a a YouTube channel, Outdoor Vitals, um, where I I soaked the sleeping bag completely, um, so it was 100% wet, and then I spent a night in it, and uh, by morning, you know, it dries out and it stays lofted and stays warm um, which is a totally different experience than if that were to happen with a down product wow. um yeah so i mean it's it's in our opinion it's it's a huge game changer and and i think that there's still you know it's because it's relatable more to that 500 to 550 fill power down at this point it's still hard to for some people to part with say an 800 fill power yeah or higher <laughs> fill power down because there, there are weight savings and differences um, but we're, one thing that we're really excited to get this, um, pushed into is jackets. because, um, because jackets are much more exposed than a sleeping bag True. and you sweat in them and it rains for five minutes and then it's done and you don't want to take off your jacket or you're wearing it inside of a rain layer and, and it gets muggy in there. Um, and so jackets with this loft tech, we think is going to be phenomenal. We have, we have prototypes and different things I've been using them and, uh, I I love the jacket. I can't can't leave it behind right now.
1: <laughs> well, I saw the video of you explaining the loft tech when you got caught in that wet snow with yeah, your well jacket. Done. And that's really that is so true. Uh, you know, a lot of times we'll go out there not expecting inclement weather. Um and you know, we're in the mountains, so you know, the mountains make their own weather. You never know what they're going to do. And if you if you've particularly um gone into a, a, down situation, you have your down puffy jacket on and you get that wet snow, that sleet, wet snow, uh, in the colder months, you're, you're going to get wet and you're going to get soaking wet. And I, I like the, your video explaining that, you know, your jacket got soaking wet with the loft tech and then your body heat just completely dried the jacket by the time you got to your car. And I think that's a really important feature.
2: Right, right. it, it. And that's part of just having those siliconized fibers, right? Is it, the water will just push out of that jacket with your body heat and it, and it drains out. Like if you get it wet, the water just drips and drains out of that insulation really, really fast. And then what does remain, you know, just, just your body heat alone can push that back out.
1: How do you think the, um, the EN ratings on sleeping bags versus down and synthetic, do they, do you find that they normally are, are correct? In the difference, or do you see that there's a difference uh, if an EN rating in a synthetic bag is 20 degrees versus an EN rating of 20 degrees in a down bag?
2: That's a, that's a great question, actually. Um, I'm so always my,
1: suspicious, to be honest with you. <laughs> I,
2: I think I think the general consensus would be to feel like the synthetic bags aren't rated as warm, like you state, like you're colder in them, but. Um, my, my opinion on this is that when they're tested, they're tested the same. And so in a perfect scenario, a brand new sleeping bag in synthetic versus down, you test them and they test the same. But, but my opinion is in, in real life scenarios, things change. First off, um, sometimes synthetics will have a tendency to break down more than down. Um, down, if you leave it compressed, it takes a long time to loft up but they say that it's really really hard to permanently damage down but you know let's say you keep it a stuff sack for a month it might take a couple days for it to fully loft out without additional help right whereas if it's in a compression bag for a couple hours it's gonna immediately bounce back synthetic though let's say you leave it in a compression bag for a month um, sometimes that can permanently damage that insulation depending on the the, the different synthetics and a lot of times for synthetics, people are using the cheaper um, synthetics that that are thicker fibers and different things, and so I think that the the synthetic is a little bit easier to damage. The other thing that I think happens is I think down is much better at cutting wind. Um, so when there's in the in an EN type of a test thing, they're not testing for wind or any kind of movement of air around the bag. You know, it's right. in a in a right. room with nothing else no and I
0: variables think, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: and I think down does a much better job at trapping little tiny air pockets and even when the wind comes through it it keeps it more trapped plus you have different coatings on the fabrics um, for the the downproof coatings on the fabrics that will also be a little bit better barrier to the wind so I think in real life scenarios down tends to be warmer and there's a few potential reasons for that
1: you would think that outdoor gear lab would actually test it outdoors instead of in a room, you know, uh, with <laughs> there's th- too, many th- there's too many variables <laughs> out there. Uh, one of the things that we talk a lot about is, you know, when you go out there to, uh, like you, like you said, to loft your bag an hour before you get into it, you know, make sure that's loft. We get a lot of, uh, emails, uh, with people saying I'm cold at night, I'm cold at night, I'm cold at night. Come to find out that they had their sleeping bag in a compression sack for a year, or they had a, a non-insulated uh, air pad. So there's a lot of variables, even with your sleeping bag, to help keep you warm at at night if you're if you're if you're a colder sleeper if if you sleep cold.
2: Oh yeah, I, th- I think you definitely nailed one that we hear that we find out a lot too, is just the non-insulated pad. I mean, you can have a zero degree high-end premium down sleeping bag. And if it's on an air mattress, you know, with no insulation in that mattress, you you will be cold at 40 degrees. You know I mean? It, there's no way to keep that backside warm.
0: Absolutely. We had just done a podcast, I believe two or three episodes ago, speaking directly about how the sleeping pad is probably the most, um, overlooked piece of gear out there until that knowledge builds to understand exactly the importance of it. So, would you say that loft tech has any uh, different valuables in it that that maybe that that maybe steer the EN rating uh, any differently, or is it still under the same controllable um, elements and the factors in, in testing?
2: Yeah. So, so loft tech also is kind of in between. So, so a lot of times with, with synthetics and well, and downs, um, installations, I mean, they, they rate them using a clo value. Now, 99.9% of people have probably never heard of a clo value. It's really nothing that unless you're designing gear that, that you need to know, but, um, a clo value is essentially a warmth value, um, in correlation to whatever it is. So, Let's say you've got a low-end synthetic, um, you know, and it has a clo value of one. And then you've got a high-end synthetic; it might have, it's going to have a higher clo value than than that low-end synthetic. Maybe it's one point five. And then you jump to down, and down might have a clo value of three, in the same like in the same variables, right? So like the same amount of insulation or thickness and different things. So what we find with the loftic insulation is it's actually about eighty percent. As warm as the clo value of down, which clo, the clo value of down is really high compared to synthetics, and so it is. It's definitely moved that needle far past like the high end, sheeted um, or bonded type synthetics. It's not quite as like the weight to warmth ratio of the loft tech isn't quite the exact same as down, um, but it's definitely the highest clo value we've seen out of any synthetic.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, for our listeners too, there's an incredible, uh, video that you put up explaining, uh, you know, both, both verbally and visually, um, a, the difference between synthetic and all the way up to down and how loft tech, um, merges those two and, and, and where it falls in and visual stimulation is always very helpful for me to understand the technology. Um, so go check that out if you haven't already. Um, but, I think that this is a great explanation on top of that, seeing that and merging it all together.
1: Absolutely. And I'm really excited about where Synthetic is going. You know, 10 years ago, there was a, a huge difference between uh, down and synthetic, but now it really seems like that technology is starting to merge closer and closer together. I think the price point is a, is a much, it's gonna be a much bigger story down the road when you can buy a high-end uh, synthetic uh, bags that mimic down, um, but you're gonna be spending two to $300 less uh, and I think that's a great story for the synthetic industry and what's, what's, what's moving forward. Um, you know, uh, backpacking is a crazy sport. Uh, technology really is the driving factor for lightweight gear. And I'm really excited to see where the technology keeps going.
2: Yeah, I am too. I mean, just since we've started working with this company a year ago, we've, we've seen things move. Um, we're working on a, kind of a next gen of, of this that's even closer to a 600 fill power. Um, so we're 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 seeing that move and and i think that's that's really exciting
1: so my my uh my last question to you are you getting out of the office and still getting out backpacking <laughs> and where have you gone recently
2: yeah so uh just in the last month i 've i spent about ten nights uh out of my backpack actually um Talk
0: all it here up. Talk it up to gear testing right.
2: Oh yeah. Office, oh, yeah. Office hours. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. I, so yeah, I was, I was out a lot. I was, I was over, uh, you know, the longest stretch of that was five days and then a couple breaks and things. But, um, yeah, I, I find, I find a good amount of time to get out there. I mean, weekends for me are, are getting out of the office and, and sometimes we, we cut into the weekdays for sure. Um, so, you know, I was, I was out testing our, our newest, uh, down top quilts and under quilts and different things but uh yeah i, I definitely find time to get out i'd i'd la- i need to find a little bit more time to get um out of utah and hit a few spots this year uh, we will see if i can make that happen um before the snow falls but
1: well, that's good to hear. Um, what a great job you have is like, I've got to go out and backpack for 10 days to test gear. I think that's awesome. Uh, good for you for finding that in your life. I think that's good. That's, that's, that is great. Um, we want to thank you so much for uh, being a part of our podcast. And I think, I think Outdoor Vitals, if you watch the their videos on their YouTube channel. You do a great explanation. You're a great teacher, and uh, you know just by watching your videos, we learned a lot about uh, about the company, about you, um, and uh, really about Loft Track. I think that's I think that's awesome. Um, Where? What's? Tell, tell us quickly about the the. Uh, you've got like a tribe going on with your website. Tell us how people can join uh, your community on the site.
2: Yeah. So I. <laughs> We talked a lot about the company, and, and uh, I hope that, that people still have value in that. I really like to, to provide you know, value and to help people get out more. Um, you know Obviously, we're, we do our best to, to, to create gear that can help people do that, but um, we really try to couple that as much as we can with the education side. So, um, so the OV tribe is what we just call our followers. So pretty much people that are on our email list or, or like would subscribe to our YouTube channel. And those that follow us on that tribe, um, we, we, we do offer some exclusive things to them. So we do um, about monthly giveaways um, that, we, that we pull from our email list. We also do, um, anytime we launch a new product, we'll launch it to our OV tribe at a discount. So if you're on that list, um, we launched that out to you at a discount. We kind of give you the inside scoop on what's coming down the pipeline and a few things, but mostly those are people that are, that are following us and learning from us. We, we, we try to teach as much as we can, like you say, and, and do that. So if you, if you are interested in, in, you know, joining the tribe and, and following us, um, I'll give you two different ways that, that you can do that. Uh, first way is if you go to outdoor vitals forward slash checklist, um, and you put your email in there, um, you'll, you'll you'll get onto our email list, but you'll also receive a backpacking checklist that is editable. So you can change anything you want and it's like an Excel sheet, right? So you can change anything you want. You can add the weights, you can mess around with your base weights and things like that. And then also I provide a, a food guide that'll come with that as well. So it can help you get ideas for different foods that are good, you know, foods for calorie per ounce, um, different things like that. So that's, that's way number one way. Number two is actually, we started, um, literally like this week we started giving away some of our free backpacking pillows. Um, and if those of you that don't, know, it's about a two and a half ounce pillow that, that you can blow up and, uh, it's just a super comfy thing. It's one of those like luxury things, but it's also two and a half ounces. So it's not, it doesn't kill your pack weight. Right. But, um, I just, just put this live. So if you are interested in that, um, we're giving away for free, but we do ask that you pay shipping. So you'll, you'll see that as you go there. But if you go to, tribe.outdoorvitals.com forward slash free dash pillow. So that's kind of long. Maybe I'll have to send that to you, but again, that's tribe.outdoorvitals.com forward slash free dash pillow. Um, you can grab that pillow f- if you pay shipping and that also puts you on our email list. So.
1: Wow. That is caught. That is, that is awesome. Well, we love your videos. We love the site of uh, it. It's, it, it is a great, great, um site to go to to learn a lot and to watch uh you do your videos uh thank you thank you so much for being a part of our podcast we really we really super appreciate that and um if you guys have any questions uh feel free to email us or go to outdoorvitals.com um and shoot them an email uh, any questions about down or synthetic, or if you're having an issue with what to choose from, I'm sure uh, between the both of us we'll be able to answer all your your questions. Uh, again, thank you so much, Tayson. Really, super appreciate you taking the time and uh, joining Trusted Trail Podcast.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely happy to be here. I, I'd love to, you know, if people do have specific questions, I'd love to come back on and just really talk about nuts and bolts things that could help people. But uh, also, if you have a quick question right now we do have a live chat feature um, on our website where where you can get some pretty quick answers to uh, to maybe specific needs. But hey, I've loved coming on here. And if, if you guys ever have other questions, gear related or whatnot, that you think I can help with, I'd love to come well, back.
1: I, I think when Ariane come out to Utah, we're just going to grab you and go <laughs> backpacking with you.
2: <laughs> you know, if you, we do that. I mean, if you literally just want to fly in with nothing, you know, we can, we can set you up with all the gear you need to to get out there that makes invitation
1: accepted (laughs) yeah we would love we would love we would love to do that uh so again thank you so much and i really really super appreciate it and uh yeah thank you thanks for coming on
0: tason it's been such a pleasure
2: yeah no i'm happy to be here thanks guys
1: Thank you so much for listening. We had a great time interviewing Taysen. He's a great guy, and uh, we're going to try to go backpacking with him, so that's <laughs> great. Uh, if you enjoy, enjoy this podcast, please give it a review on iTunes. It really helps spread the word about our podcast. Plus, we always love to hear from you guys to see how we're doing and how we can improve. Shout-outs to our new Facebook members and our patrons, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, and Chuck. Thank you guys so much for supporting Trust the Trail Podcast. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and now on Radio Public, which is both available on iOS and Android. We super, super appreciate everybody listening. We've had a great time the last couple podcasts, getting out in the field and interviewing. Thank you guys so much.
0: And in the meantime, get out there yourself and remember, trust Trust the the trail.
1: Bye.